Hello, friend. Welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. I greatly appreciate the fact that you would join us today on this radio program. I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles to the book of Psalms 107. Psalm 107. While you turn there, let me encourage you to visit our website. What do we do at Bible Tracks Incorporated? Well, we print, produce, and distribute gospel tracts around the world free of charge. I'm so glad for the opportunity that God gave me when he led me to this amazing ministry. As a result of being here, we've had the opportunity to print gospel tracts. I think just in the last 12 calendar months, we've put gospel tracts in over 45 different countries and 170 in our in our existence in the last 80 years. But it's also brought me into contact with a lot of folks just like you through this radio program I greatly appreciate the fact that you've joined us today. If you would, go to our website, BibleTractsInc.org. That's BibleTractsInc.org. You can order your free sample booklet. It includes a smattering, a a selection of some some of our most popular gospel tracts, as well as an introduction to our ministry. You can order that for free today. We're in the book of Psalms, 107. I told you yesterday that I'd share with you a personal story, a personal illustration that's near and dear to my heart, the story of a young man named Fred. Psalm 107, verse number 23. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord, and his wonders in the deep. I told you on Monday about the fact that the Lord convicted me about sharing stories and accounts and the recollections of people that have been near and dear to me. And yesterday we explained that we must come and see. That's the theme, the thought, the title for this week. And we talked about the fact that we should Come and see a precious Savior. Well, let me tell you about a young man that did just that. He came and he saw. And to God be the glory, he did more than just see. A young man named Fred, just a few weeks ago, I was scheduled to speak in the Akron, Ohio area, a little north of Akron in the Talmadge area, if you're familiar with Northeast Ohio, not quite to Cleveland, but getting there. And I was scheduled to speak. I had a very busy schedule leading up to this preaching engagement. And so we got in our RV on Saturday morning before Sunday when I was supposed to speak and got in our car, I got in our RV Got my vehicle, my van hooked up to our car dolly, a car dolly we've put eight or 10,000 miles on, and got it all hooked up, got it all set up, got everything situated. All the chains were tight, all the ratchet straps were cinched down, and we got on the road about halfway to Akron. All of a sudden, I looked in my right rear view mirror, and something looked just a little bit off. I hadn't felt, at least consciously, hadn't felt anything go wrong, but something looked a little bit off. Now, realize as I'm looking in my right rear view mirror, trying to figure out what's off, I'm looking all the way back at the right side of my car dolly. 
That car dolly is about 45 feet back there, and I'm looking at this little mirror all the way across the RV, and I'm trying to figure out what's wrong. And right about that time, I begin to see what looked like sparks. And just to put an exclamation point on the situation, a man, being very helpful, pulled up beside my RV. I was in the right-hand lane. He pulled up in the left-hand lane and began gesticulating wildly. It was very apparent that I needed to pull over immediately, and so I did so. And the kind man helped me out because I would have persisted trying to figure out what is going on back there. But just as I saw those sparks, the man pulled up and I pulled over. And there I saw, after I pulled over and got out, I could have sworn that I left Dwight, Illinois, where we started the morning. I could have sworn that I left with two tires, two wheels on the car dolly. But wouldn't you know, I was completely missing my right wheel off of the car dolly. And the car dolly was just dragging on the ground at 65 miles an hour. It couldn't have happened that long ago because somebody would have noticed and would have pulled it beside me and started to tell me. And must have been right about the time I realized something was wrong. That car dolly was completely useless to me at that moment. And because of the schedule that I was on, and because of the fact that not to let the cat out of the bag, but God had an appointment for a young man named Fred... I had to make a choice. And though that car dolly was probably worth $1,500 or $2,000, I had to pull over. I had to leave that car dolly. A highway safety man came over and I talked to him about it. I said, I've got to leave this here. And he told me where to leave it and how to leave it safely and pulled it actually into the middle median at a, at a pull-through point and pulled it out of everyone's way. And we got back on the road. My wife had to drive her a van and I was thinking, that's a bummer. I couldn't drag the car, Dolly. We were literally halfway to our destination. I couldn't drive it back home. I didn't have anyone in the area that could come recover it. I basically had to write it off. So that's in the back of my mind, but I'll be honest with you. I thought, you know what, Lord? You gave me that car, Dolly, and he did. So I thought, Lord, if you want to take care of it, you can. It's on you. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. So we drove on. We got into Akron, had dinner with some friends of ours from the church I was speaking at, and then I spoke on Sunday morning. Spoke in Sunday school, introduced the people to our ministry, spoke in the morning service, and had the opportunity and the invitation to talk about salvation and talk about the fact that if people, like a young man that was sitting in the front row, like Fred, if you were to die in your sins, you would spend eternity in hell. Now I know I'm spending a little extra time on this account, on this story, but it means much to me and I hope you'll allow me to continue to share it. I talked to Fred before the service. Fred is a 15-year-old boy, 15-year-old young man with the brightest red hair I've ever seen. Fred's in foster care. And if I recall correctly, Fred's bounced around about five times in the last 12 months, but about three months ago, he landed in a loving Christian family's home. Fred, when he first came to church, came with his hoodie, with his hood up, with his earbuds in, playing on his phone, without much interest for the things of God. But those church people, God's people, began to love on Fred and demonstrated Christ's love to him. 
And in just a few short weeks and months, Fred decided, you know what, this church thing's pretty awesome. I'm going to start listening to what the speaker, what the preacher has to say. And I got there about three months after Fred started coming to church with this amazing Christian couple. And I got to be the one. I told you yesterday that that evangelists like me, oftentimes all we do is pick other people's fruit. The pastor of that place, the people of that church had loved on Fred. And I got to roll into town and give an invitation and invite Fred to come down to an old-fashioned altar and to cast all his care upon Jesus and to accept Christ, the Prince of Peace. Though his life has been and may be because of foster care, will continue to be in turmoil, I got to talk to Fred after the service and lead him to Christ. My invitation to you today is very simple. I invite you to come and see the precious Savior. Come and see the precious Savior of, yes, the world, but the Savior of a few. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to keep that appointment with Fred on that Sunday morning. Just a week later, after talking to Fred, I got to see three more people come to know Christ. This was just a few weeks ago. Had the opportunity, two young men, they were twins. They didn't quite look like twins. They were fraternal twins, but they came down to an altar. And then a 70-year-old man at the same time came down to the altar. Everyone thought that 70-year-old man was saved, that he knew Christ, but he knew in his heart that he didn't know. I ask you today, are you like that 70-year-old man? Maybe you'd say, no, I don't even think I'm saved. Nobody thinks I'm saved. I'm more like Fred. I don't know Christ at all. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter which end of the spectrum you're on. If you would be called a senior, if you'd be called a young person, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, young or old, boy or girl, let me tell you, friend, you need Christ. Would you today come and see the precious Savior? If you're under the sound of my voice and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. I'm not talking about the Savior of your church, the Savior of your family, the Savior of your mom and dad. He must be, if you are going to spend eternity in heaven and not hell, he must be your Savior. Let me spend these last few moments telling you how he can be your Savior, how you can today come and see the precious Savior. Number one, you must understand that everyone You and me, we're all sinners. If we're honest with ourselves, if I'm honest with myself, I'd say I'm not perfect. Never have been, never will be. But it's not enough to acknowledge the fact that we are sinners. We must understand that there is a penalty for our sin. The fact that we are not perfect, the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And that death the Bible talks about is not just a physical death when we breathe our last. It's a spiritual death, a separation forever from Christ. We are sinners, number one. There's a penalty for sin, number two. But number three, this is where the good news starts. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ With his shed blood on an old rugged cross, he died for you. 
Not only did he die for you, but he was the only one with the power to wash away your sins. He rose again and proved his power over death and hell. He was buried, yes, but he rose again. We're all sinners, yes. There's a penalty for our sin, absolutely. But Jesus Christ paid the penalty. And lastly, this, if you would like to get saved today and make the decision that Fred did, you could say this, I accept that free gift. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know there's a penalty for my sin, but God, please save me and take me to heaven when I die. If you prayed that prayer, if you have more questions, the announcer will come on in just a moment to tell you all about how you can contact us. I would love personally to hear from you. Make the decision that Fred did. Come and see the precious Savior. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.